It's time to soothe, groove, and move those hidden innuendos. Hello, and welcome to the program. I um always start my show off with a toast. So. Oh, you do? I never. I didn't see that last time. <laughs> you gotta put your lip gloss before you make a toast. Really, really can't thank you enough for coming on, and I've been waiting for this for for quite some time. So it's great to finally meet you. You're welcome. Nice to meet you. Cheers. Cheers. I love, I was looking at your profile or your online website and I love the last thing you said. Can I read that? Yeah, you can read whatever, anything I print, you can read. Okay. A therapeutic <laughs> relationship takes great courage to open your heart and soul to another person so that you can practice authentically and awareness more often in your personal relationships and in the world. Amen. Did you come? Did you came up with that yourself? It, it it is yes. I do feel like as a therapist, I I do open heart surgery, and it's it's very sacred work that I do, and it's a the people get to practice in my office authentic relationships so they can go out in the real world and live authentically. So that's really my work is to help people practice in a safe space, yeah. and then build confidence and then build better relationships outside the room, and they don't need me. My job is to get people out of my office and into the world living a good life as they see it. I'm feeling like there's a lot of artificial love out there. And um, there, uh-huh. if that's okay with you, tonight I would love to talk about heartbreak. <laughs> I'm an expert on heartbreak. Yeah. A couple things that came that came to my mind, that's what I want to bring up tonight is that I had a girl on the, on my show earlier who recently just had her heart broken by a guy that she was dating for eight months. No, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. eight dates. Just because she was a stay-at-home mom and didn't have a stable career. More mm-hmm. or less, he kind of dumped her. Yep. And that just crushed her. You know, not only yep. as a single mom, but as, as a human being. Yep. So that was one thing. And then today, well, I actually don't. Um, I don't. I don't look at it as a dump. By the way, I'm not looking at it as a dump. Okay, let's let's talk about that. What okay. do you see it as? I I see it as she got to learn a little bit about herself and other people, and she got released from somebody who would not have shown up for her in the way she needed to. And I think the universe helps us prune people out of our way so they don't clog up. The availability to meet the right one. So it's a blessing that man decided to go elsewhere sooner than later. So she didn't invest more in somebody who wasn't really for her. Because if it was her guy, it would be her guy. And he wasn't her guy. So she got to sample. It's like she got an appetizer before the 10 course meal. She tried a little something. She got, she got familiar with this new experience. And she'll be better for it the next time around. Okay, well, going back on this this analogy that you mentioned about the appetizer, I, I feel like yeah. everyone and their mother, all we have are freaking appetizers. We can never get to the main course, <laughs> right? And I mean the main course is in the, the whole tamale, the relationship. Yeah. The, the yeah. point to where, like, I can delete my Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, yeah. Grind yeah. app. Yeah. And yeah. be free. Yeah. Well... You can be free and release yourself from the Bumble, Hinge, whatever else you said for those apps. 
and and you can choose to date yourself. Take care of yourself. Choose choose yourself, date yourself for some time. And I'm a believer of the right one will come around when you're doing all the right things for you. And if you're waiting around for somebody to do something for you to complete you, then you're not going to get the full meal. You're going to get the appetizers. Yeah. What, what's the trend, if you don't mind me asking, because I know it's not confidentiality, but what's no. the trend that you see as far as the patients that come in that deal with heartbreak? Is it more like the men or the women? Oh, right now I got a couple on both ends. And, and it's, it's heartbreaking to see both both sides. I'm, I'm a female, of course, so I, I really I understand the female's heartbreak more. I don't have very men that have very many men in my life on a personal level that have, you know, cried their eyes out to me about the woman that left them or broke up with them. Um, I have had more women that share that kind of heartbreak, uh, but, but it's real. And um, the men that have heartbreak, I mean, that, that it's um, for a lot of reasons, uh, you know, women can cheat on men just like men cheat on women. Or are ha- or, or have carry on several relationships because they don't want to they don't know who do they want to pick. You know, I have lots of different people that lo- do lots of different things. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I confidentiality. I can't give too much detail, but right. both sides I've seen for sure. I wish I saw you, or I wish I knew you a year ago, a year and a half yeah. ago, because you would have definitely seen a grown man crying. Yeah. Yes, you shared a little bit that you went to a therapist before and it was, um, and I guess a widely used therapist or, or at least suggested therapist. And, um, and it, you, um, if I'm not, if I'm understanding, if I remember correctly, the rapport wasn't, it was, you know, the time came up. Okay. Time next. And that's like a revolving door. It struck me as really painful to hear. Yeah. It was like the speed dating of, uh, therapy. Therapist, yeah. Which is, it's not, yeah, that, that never happens for me. Yeah. Um, although I keep good timing of it, I want to stay, I don't want to open somebody up when I, when that session's going to be over in a few, few minutes, right? Like there are some questions and we can go down avenues and it's up to me as a responsible person to be able to, to make it so the timing's good and the person is getting what they need out of the time that we have together. Yeah. And let me ask you this, how much time do you think is appropriate or enough for anyone who's struggling with heartbreak? Uh, well, like oh, to start therapy or like be yeah, in a therapist's like, office? Yeah. What would you say would be like the average amount of time that a patient would spend with you? Sure, sure. Um, I say in general, give yourself three months, 12 sessions, once a week and do the homework. Ask for homework. If your therapist is not giving you homework, ask for the homework. What can I do in between sessions? What kind of book can I read? What what exercises can I do? It's it's a really active participating experience. So that's what I to get the most out of it. I, I remember my therapist gave me two things to do. One was to find a picture of her mm-hmm. and burn it. <laughs> and I was like, well, sorry, that's too late. I have no I have no pictures of her anyway, so it's they're all gone. Yeah. And then the uh-huh. The second thing she told me to do was to go to the ocean and find something that she left behind and throw it in the ocean. And I'm sorry, I was like, 
what am I going to throw? Like the couch? Because the couch was pretty much the only or last thing that I have that has some type of sentimental value about her. Because mm-hmm. I literally threw everything away. I deleted everything. I started fresh. You know, I'm more of a, a writer. So I would have gone down the road of write a letter. Write a letter to um, that person and and make it an angry. I, w- I want it to be real. I want it to be explicit. I mean, you just put it all out there, what you're mad about. And then make sure you have a bucket and your Kleenex, right? Because this is processing. It's, a, it's like, it's, it's kind of like, we're trying to relieve the emotional constipation in grief. So I want to get it out of you, right? Get it out, get it, get, get angry. And then the hope is that you can um, then write a letter to yourself, forgiving yourself for ignoring the signs that you should have left earlier, I- ignoring um, some of the things that you noticed that you really didn't like about her or like about the situation, but you overlooked it because maybe you you overrode your thought or your view of it because you they they brought to the table something better or something you really wanted more of. So that might look like the sex is really good, but they're very bad. But there's they're not very attentive to my kids. But it's okay. The kids are only with me for a little bit. But the sex is so good. I I'll overlook that the few times that she's going to be around my kids. My kids already have a mom. Why do I need a second? She doesn't have to be their mom. She mm-hmm. just has to be take care of me. Right. So, but, but that really doesn't work like that when you have children. You're now dating for a family. Yeah, and, and I did that. I did that, by the way. I did. I remember one night I woke up in the middle of the freak. So I may cuss. So if I do, I, I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really cuss, but if my clients cuss, I cuss. <laughs> so go well, ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, one, it's, it's my podcast. And I just like to just be very expressive because yeah. I, I my passion just runs wild sometimes. So if I curse, I apologize. That's but right. I, I remember doing that a couple of times, right in the middle of the night, just waking up in a cold sweat, freaking out, screaming, because I was thinking of her with another guy. And I literally, I remember, I actually have the letter that I wrote, and it's going to be in my in my book coming due. And it was it was a letter to her, and it was I don't think I've ever wrote anything so vulgar, but so honest in my whole entire life. And um, I don't think she'll ever read that. Well, I'm never going to mm-hmm. send it to her, but, but that's, it's, you're right. Write a letter, get it out of your system. I think that's the best way to go. The goal is this, after every breakup, the goal is to get to gratitude. Thank you for staying out of my life and making it clear that I'm not supposed to be with you because it sometimes it was confusing whether I should stay or not. So thank you for making it clear. Thank you for doing something that will benefit me in the long run. Yeah. So when uh, you're, I don't think, oh, sorry, go, go ahead, please. No, I please. was saying when you're an adult, you want to spend time with people who want to spend time with you. Right. So that's, that's a great point. And I believe that, you know, I can gladly say, and I think anyone who feels the same way, I'm a heartbreak survivor. Oh, and I, and I, I say I, that. okay. I'm a heartbreak thriver, and I'm I love in addition. It. In addition to that, the beautiful thing about being a therapist, I get to recycle my heartbreak. I I get to love big and then recycle it in my work and help people along the way. 
that's what's so cool about what I do. Because all of my experiences and traumas that I've been through, it I show up with more availability to help other people in this arena. But but you see a lot of people like don't really give themselves the the, the credit that they deserve, like becoming a heartbreak thriver and survive. Oh, oh yeah yeah yes yeah. Well, I think people in general have a tough time with being kind to themselves, and I would think the root the root at all. Um, Mental disorder is low self-esteem. That's my... Uh, on whose side? On both sides? Or uh, on the both? person. No, no, no. On the person. So if somebody's seeking mental health, if someone's seeking help outside, right? Because life is very complicated and they want somebody to help them settle settle things down in their, in their perspective. I think there's something at the root is low self-esteem. You know, heartbreak. Someone left you. It triggers a painful feeling inside us that we were left without 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 notice sometimes and and just dropped off and that ignites a pain that's already been that that is within us because there's guaranteed your parents at one time ignored you or didn't take care of your needs because when we're born we're never born with an operating manual so we're there's a there's a guarantee that we've experienced heartbreak while we are infants or growing up as toddlers or somebody didn't do something for us that promised they said they would and they didn't. That's heartbreak. Wow. And then it hurts someone's self-esteem as they get older. I, and then and then adults come around and they, they poke at, you know, you, then you open your heart again in a love relationship. And then then you're reset, then you're susceptible for the, the hit, the poke, the hurt deeply. Quite, quite frankly, I'm, I'm tired of it. I, I, I am seriously throwing in the towel. Like I, I am done. Good. Like I, I don't want to love. Uh, I don't want to be, you know, f- giving love out to anyone else but my kids now because I don't think anyone fucking deserves it. Okay, so like, then you gotta direct it the love to you. It's not about loving someone else to get the good relationship. It's about loving yourself and, in your case, yeah. your kids. Spend time with you. Take yourself on vacation. Spend time mm-hmm. with your babies. Yeah. Who knows? You could be at a killer place that you would have taken a girl to take your kids to. Who knows? There might be another single mom at the same resort, for God's sake. <laughs> and your kids could say, Daddy, I met this nice girl over here. Daddy, look at She's so nice to us. And you're like, oh, hey, hey, yeah, huh. And, and then they meet. Then you could meet. Oh, trust me. My kids my kids are trying to be my, my wing kids. They're trying to find that girl for me. They're always like, walk my daddy. <laughs> she cute. Daddy, she cute. They're like, yeah, she's cute. Go talk to her. Like, I'm not going to go talk to her. And, and it's not because I'm timid at all. Like, I have no problem going up yeah. to anyone saying hello. But I'm actually to the point now in my life where, like, I'm happy with myself. Like, I take myself out. I talk to myself all the time. And, like, I joke about some of the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, myself and I have actually come to peace with each other, you know, since last year. Okay. We decided that, hey, it starts with you and it ends with us. And I mean, like, he and I. Me and myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how? What about your higher power? Come on, bring, bring. You got. I mean, if you're really gonna be uh, with yourself, you've got to get connected to your higher power, whatever that well, is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I do. I one thousand percent do. Like, I not to get religious on the podcast, but I, I am Catholic, and I do believe in Jesus, and I, I am a firm believer of God, and I uh-huh. trust me, He's seen. The shit I went through, and he um, he's seen me cry many nights and cry. <laughs> I'm trying to get the Eucharist, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, 
I, I feel like whatever makes you, whatever can help you in a positive fashion, in a positive light, do it. Yeah. Don't try and bring harm to yourself. And if you do, please get help. But when I went through that, I, I, I went to Jesus. Like I listened to a lot of the good music. Like I think I forwarded that playlist. Mm-hmm. You know, find something that you can use to give you that that positive light to keep you going. To tell yeah. you it will get better. Tomorrow will get a little bit easier. I promise yep. you. It's gonna water down. But you just gotta walk that journey on your own. Your friends yes. and family and therapists, they'll be there, but they're not gonna be there for you yes. all the time. Yes. So anyway. You know how you said you, you gave up on the dating? <laughs> yes. On the whole yeah. Okay. I came to a place when t- after my last breakup, I'm like, my picker is not is not working. My picker is a little off. What so do you mean by that? My picker is like the things that I was, um, my checklist, right? My picker is through the yeah. lens of my checklist. I'm a little off. And um, so I decided, I committed to, for Jesus to be my picker. And I feel like that, that is, so I, and I'm, I'm, I've been online dating, but I don't really date. I, I actually don't. <laughs> I think I've been on eHarmony for a year and I've never dated once. I think I might have talked to two people. Two in a year. Okay, why is that? I, I just, um, I, uh, I'm particular for sure. Uh, and moreover, you know really what it is, is I love being a mom. And if I date somebody... They're, I'm going to have less time for my juicy, wonderful teenage daughters. And people go, oh, God, teenager. I'm like, I love my teenage daughter. I love the age. I love what goes on. I love watching their sports. I love watching them grow. I, I love it. So I don't want to miss out on what their development is. And I have 100% custody, so they're always with me. And and they're great girls. Like I feel like I, I've been commissioned to grow women. With character, yeah. kindness, love, and creativity. Well, so you mentioned that you're. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, so that's my my mission. So I think that's why that that's really. I think when they're grown, like I have an 18 year old and a 15 year old, so I'm almost nearing the end of them getting out of the house in college. I will I will put more focus in it at that time. I will be more available. I know I will, but not for, for right now. It's uh, not too much. Okay. You, you, were, you were cheating. You were looking at my question. I was going to ask you. You read my mind. <laughs> what, what was? Your, I didn't know. I was I, totally kidding. I was going to oh, ask like, you. Hey, so, wait well, a minute. You, I can see me. I know there, there are questions in here. I, I was going to ask yeah. you that same thing. Like once they're developed and out of the house, yeah, are you going to focus sure. on you? For sure. I've been married twice, and I will do my third and last time. And I am looking more for my who do I want to grow old with. Before it was like, who do I want to raise a family with? Because I thought that I needed a man to raise a family. And then I realized through the grace of God, I don't need a man to raise a family. I'm doing better than I ever did before and better than I ever expected I could really. And so I now will be looking for who do I, who do I want to enjoy talking with, traveling with, going places with, and having grandchildren with, right? Like, cause that'll be the next phase is grandkids. He'll probably, you know, all that stuff will go. So my, my season that I'm looking forward to is who do I want to um, do my last season with? I don't know yet, but I know That's... that, I mean, I'm 58, but I feel like 35. So it's kind of difficult. 
because you, I eat what? No, no, you look amazing. You look fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, I love sports. I, hi, I mean, I love sports. I love eating right. I'm a great. It's like not a lot of people do that kind of level of self care. So, anyway, I'm not worried about the timing. It'll happen when it's supposed to. Okay, but but yet you're still on eHarmony. Yeah, I do. I because I feel like I have to keep a toe because it moves my energy. If I wasn't on those dating sites, that energy would be closed, and I would be. Hundred percent, you know. I'd be very focused on my work, which I love, because I, I run three businesses, not just being a therapist. I love my work and I love my kids. So I do the little piece because I keep my toe in the water, and so I'm not. So I want. I don't want to be closed off because opportunity could be right in front of me, and I may not even know it. So I want to be open. And then um, it is fun with some of my single girlfriends. Um, like, we'll just like, so, uh, I mean, I was traveling this week, past weekend. <laughs> so we, my one girlfriend who's way, she's way more active in online dating than me. And she's like, well, let's just put our locations here. Let's just da, 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 da. I swear to God, we go out. She doesn't line show up at the bar. Like that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. So this guy's like, like, nothing else going on. That's what I said. I thought it was kind of interesting, but the point is, it's fun. We, it's like for a single girlfriends, we just like will swipe or swipe or what? Say this, and or like sometimes I give my phone to my girlfriends because I'm not that great at like the fluffy stuff on the texting, and then a friend might say something for me or something. I don't know. So, so you're you're teasing? Teasing? I guess. Well, I get you know what I'm doing. I'm fishing. I'm 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 fishing, but. Okay, so when I have online dated, because I, I, I don't like a lot of fluff, right? So this is what I, <laughs> so I And it didn't get me far. That's the, this is what I think. They'd say that their, you know, their profile looks pretty good. And then they say they're Catholic, and I'm Catholic. So then I write, what church do you go to? <laughs> I'm like, that's one of my first questions out of the gate. I'm like, well, if they're going to run away with that, then they're not serious. If they're serious, I'm like, oh, that's a cool question. Yeah, I go to this church and da da da, and it could go from there. So I think that put the kibosh on a lot of things because my questions out of the gate were pretty serious. Okay. It wasn't like, what are you doing this weekend or what are your hobbies? I I don't I don't want to like do banter. I like want to know, is this something worth investing or not? Because I yeah, don't have a lot of time. Are we talking about if you're if you're locally, right? If you're at home. Yeah. Yeah. Not travel. Okay. Okay. That's right. That's locally, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. No, no, no. If I'm traveling, that's just like we're going to this place. If you want to meet us, you know, it's like just that. Like, what's the difference of going to a bar and some set, some person sits next to you, a guy sits next to you and says, "Can I buy you a drink?" And we strike up a conversation. There's no difference between somebody online showing up or a person randomly there. Mm. Well, the profile, you can see a little bit more than what the person is at the bar. True. But you still don't know who they are. I mean, please, anything could be there. Well, no, you don't even know. No one knows anybody, to be honest. <laughs> it's just... And I think men, it's like a kid in a candy shop. Um, uh, yeah. I Okay. So I lived in Manhattan Beach as a single girl in my 20s and my 30s, right? And um, and I, and I, I just, my analogy of that, well maybe other cities too, but at that time, maybe not now, but at that time, 
it's like men go to a grocery store and they put really beautiful things in their cart. You know, they pick them off the shelves. They like what they see. They put it in their cart, ready to check out. They go, no, I think I'm gonna leave this back because I don't really want to buy it right now. I'll come back and shop tomorrow. So there is this thing about trying out. And then my other analogy is cars, right? Men would like to go to, they go to the Maserati store and they kick the tires and they look under the hood and they test drive the car and they're like, they love the car. They keep coming back for the car ride. They, they like the way it, they keep checking it out, but they, they don't want to buy it. They don't want to take it home. They don't want the maintenance. They don't want the stress. They don't want the expense. They don't want, that's too much work. They just don't like to go and test drive. That happens a lot too. On both sides. Checking under the hood. Checking both, right? Checking under the hood, kicking the tires, both sides. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned the candy store analogy. I was talking about that with another guest about deciding what you really want in a yeah. person. Yeah. Like, it sounds to me like you know exactly what you want. Obviously, yeah. one of them is you want them to have the same religious beliefs as you do. Yeah. But actually, let's go, hold on. Let's go back here. Let's rewind. I want you to build and tell me your perfect profile. If you can build a profile right now, like I want to hear exactly. Two, four, six. Yay, you gave me time to write my seven. <laughs> All right. Okay. I get, the first is honest. I really, it's so hard to find honest. Okay. Like integrity, you know, like honest, like really care about telling the truth. Very important to me. Um, Second would be desire to give back to the world, like a desire, like, you know, a person with abundance that wants to give back to the world, not just keep their money, save their money, have their money, just like they want their empire only, but they have a sense that there's other people in the world that could use your time, treasure and talent, right? Like this giving back thing. I love the giving back thing. Three would be committed to a higher power. Now, I used to just say loves Jesus, right? To have to love Jesus. But I've met a few people that only love Jesus. And there's a lot of things that, you know, there's, I don't, I just think higher power is smart. Someone that believes and knows that there's someone greater than themselves and can be humbled by something greater than themselves. It's very important. Um, loves family. I'm a big family person and I, I'm a, a big person that values relationships and family, no matter how strained they might be. Generous. I like generosity because I'm a very giving person. So I'd like somebody to match me. I don't want to be the only one giving or making the surprises or making beautiful things out of nothing or very little things. Um, I, a, a six would be athletic, healthy. They have to be able to like hike long distances, have their body work, swim in the ocean, you know, I don't know, zip line, I, do things like go places and not be limited. Oh, my arm hurts. My belly. Oh, I, that, oh, sorry. <laughs> the other thing is no complainers. I'm not a complainer. I, I, I will rarely complain. Uh, complaining is very hard for me to hear. Okay. Um, so, and then, oh, my last one, I'm giving you eight. Um, I like, I, I definitely need somebody that has a proven track record of doing well in whatever work they've done. Somebody that's well-respected in whatever their industry is, somebody that's made a name for themselves somehow, somebody that has gone beyond the call of duty and has created something really beautiful in their professional life. Um, because that, like, so 
I, it would be really hard for me to date. Uh, I, I would never date a policeman or a fireman or whatever. I, I, there's something about, um, I would be more, I'm more interested in like an entrepreneurial mind, like somebody that go that is not a, so much a public servant, but like somebody that kind of has made something out of nothing. That to me is very interesting because my mind is very dynamic like that. And I, I enjoy that. I, that's a very stimulating conversation for me. What if you were to say, you know, why don't we do something together, Mary? Why don't we both build something together? Oh, I, that would be ideal. Like that to me would be golden. That'd be a bonus that I couldn't, I wouldn't expect that on my profile, but yeah, that would be a bonus. I, I love all those, by the way. Yeah. However, I'm Thank surprised you. you didn't even mention anything about his physical characteristics. I know you mentioned athletic, but no height, no weight, no look, no facial oh. hair. No. Well, well, I do believe that that can be transcended. Sure. With time, getting to know somebody, you can transcend something. But okay, for sure, fit and athletic is not going to get you somebody overweight. It just won't because you cannot be fit and athletic and healthy if you're overweight or out of Oh, shape. I doubt that. I eat a lot of donuts. I can outrun anyone. I'm okay. just kidding. That, that one right there, that takes care of at least a physicality. The second piece is, um, I didn't mention this, but I do have a profile uh, parameter, and that would be between ages um, 52 to 62 is my parameter for age. Okay. And then height, uh, at least 5'10". Wow. That's usually what I kind of look at. But. You No, that's great. Yeah. I'm you went under six feet. That's yeah. That's a first. Well, I have to tell you, growing up, it was I was never under six feet. <laughs> I so I, I well I was it was different before kids in my twenties and thirties. Then I I've, I've been humbled, right? I've I've had more life experience. I I shifted gears of what really mattered, and it's not going to be the height when it comes to other things. So value system, those are my values. Very All those values that I put in those my list, are, I, could, I demonstrate all those same things. Like, I'm not asking for something I don't already do. Hmm. I'm, all, I'm all those things already. Going on the height thing, why do you think that's such a fascination? Oh, I have, I have, a, I have a theory on that. I, I do believe that women in general, not all for sure, not all, uh, like to look up to somebody they like to feel more feminine when somebody is bigger or taller than them they feel more petite more feminine and they there's a fantasy about you know looking up to somebody and i think depending on the girl it could even be rotated all the way back to childhood and of a, a connection with their dad and like he was a big strong person and they're a little person so right. they look for big strong people I think so. I've I've seen a couple of guys who are tall enough, six five, and be the biggest babies you'll ever meet. Actually, I think it. If I, it's rare that I meet someone very tall, athletic, and handsome that have values or similar to the list that I have. I just feel like when you grow, when you're very handsome, when you're younger. You don't have to develop characteristics to be able to attract people, keep relationships, 
entertain. There's a lot already that you get just by your exterior looks. Yeah. So they, when they grow older, it uh, eventually it, it doesn't work out so well because you need more than just a pretty face after a while. What, what are you trying to say? I, I'm not saying anything about you. This is not personal. You're asking I'm, me questions. I'm sarcastic. I got to be a little sarcastic here and there. Yeah. No, I, I actually, yeah, because I every time I go on the profile and there's a girl saying, please be tall. It's the same thing. Please be tall. Um, love to travel. And I hate spiders. Literally, th those are the three things I see all the time. Strange. I would run. Hate spiders. Okay, th that's like the depth of a of a cup of water. I mean, please. Like, this is what I have to deal with. Well, no, you don't have to. You don't have to deal with anything you don't want to. You're choosing to deal with that. She captures your face, and you stay there. I stay there for that's for that moment, and they're like, "All right, I'm done." Because obviously, there's no way yeah. I can be with this girl. No, I don't choose these women. S silliness, just silliness. I, I look you, at life. What? No, go ahead. Well, I just look at life like a pool, right? Like there's a lot of people who are super comfortable in the shallow end. And they get really scared to go in the deep end. And then and then I think sometimes there are people that uh, put floaties on their arms and then they go swim in the deep end and they think that they can swim in the deep end and they really can't. And they're really meant for the shallow end. But sometimes you don't know that because hmm. they show qualities that they could hold up themselves in the deep end. But generally... Is this more like a narcissistic deep end? No, a narcissistic deep end. No, I think deep end means vulnerability, authenticity, uh, raw, like being real. Um, and I do think that narcissists that can put floaties on and look like they can go there because they like what they see. And then when they get there, they kind of hold themselves up, but it's just, it's fake until the real, you know, because it takes a while to get to know somebody till their mask comes off. In the beginning, there's a mask. Mm -hmm. And then more of who they are shows up. I, I'm hearing that a lot. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, it's a, it is a lot. My mom, my mom has, a, my mom's also a therapist, by the way, she's 86. And she still she does talk space, you could find her on talk space or psychology today. Anyway, um, she's terrific. She, yeah, she raised six kids in nine years and, um, and had two very long, healthy, uh, marriages, but she would say less last two years. You got to give it some time. You know, they all, they're all great out of the gate, but it just takes time to really get to know the person. Yeah. Just like an appetizer. We just keep eating those right. appetizers. Now, and I, I'm waiting for the big meal. I, I am tired of appetizers. I've done many you and and me and all the millions of people out there but i'm telling you I, I feel like we are doomed like no, what the hell is going on i honest to god like it's you don't see it on my end mary that's the thing it's like i wish yeah. you could see the the shit that i see yeah and the things that i hear and and i'm like is this kind of a girl's mouth like an adult woman's mouth like is this really coming out of her mouth you know, like I, I'm always respectful, always. Like I would never yeah. harm a woman or anyone. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. But like some of the things I see, I'm like, why, why would you say that? 
Like, what the whole? What's the point of that? It doesn't make any sense. Wounded people do wounded things. So when people are doing things that are odd and strange, there's there's a there's a wound there that they're operating out of a wounded place. Whether whatever insecurity they have, they're operating out of that. How how do we conquer that? How do we beat them? Well, it's not you can't beat them. It's just that you just show up with more love for yourself and others. Let me rephrase that. How do we out emotionally overcome the battle between them and us? Like, how do we okay get them so out of our if, head? Okay, so if you are meeting people that are shallow. And they're annoying because they're so shallow, and they're saying these odd, strange things, and you keep finding like these annoying. And then these annoying people are starting to form an idea that all women are like this. I highly recommend you stop infiltrating your brain in your world with people that are doing that, and let those people go, and shift gears of where you're spending your time. And what you're drinking into your body, you know, people are could be like food. You know, you have to be very careful at food that you put in your mouth. You have to be careful what where you spend your time and where where you trade your saliva. Like if you're trading your fluid with somebody, you're bonding with them. You got to be very careful who you bond with. I'm glad you brought that up because I good. I'm I'm sure you probably heard this what? before, but. I've experienced that last year when I was going through my breakup is that I would match with girls and these were great girls like myself, you know, single parents, good people. Okay. Let's just say seemingly nice girls. I love the word seemingly. seemingly. Okay. Seemingly. Seemingly. Go seemingly. Ahead. These were yeah. single, seemingly nice women. Okay. Yeah. I didn't say girls to nice women. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We would uh, we would get to my house, and of course, that would lead into sex. The sex was not, I know, at this. Chop chop. You can't hate a guy for that, or a girl. The point I'm trying to make is, we had sex, but my sex was not making love or having sex. Mine was hate fucking. I know it sounds horrible to say, but I was literally picturing my ex girlfriend. And not like as if like I was making love to her, but just the fact that I was picturing her with hate, and here I am taking out on this girl. Does it kind of make sense? Like you're, oh, you're yeah. picturing someone else, but not really at the same time. Yeah. Well, most people. I would recommend go take a boxing and hit a punching bag. I would not recommend playing around in that arena that is made to be as a result of a healthy, loving relationship. That's where sex comes in. After healthy, loving relationships. 100%. But Sex I'm not, will never make healthy, loving relationships. Right. But I'm not wrong and I'm not the asshole because, again, this was a two-way street. We both right. consented to this. Right. She right. knew what I was going through. She saw me right. crying at the movie theater when we had to go see a movie. So she she knew damn well what she was getting herself into, but I took it out on her. And, again, I'm not trying to get sexual, but huh. let's just say – there was that's very interesting way to exercise your your anger i mean she i don't know did she know what you were the angry sex you were giving her she did and i'll be honest with you she liked it she loved it but okay. unfortunately i i couldn't see her anymore because again i was i was too emotionally fucked up but i guess 
but when I brought that up a couple of times to other guests, they're like, yeah, that, that sounds exactly like what I did. Really? It's a common, it's a common thing now to where really? you're taking, yes, you're taking it out on someone else in a sexual manner. So it's a boxing bag without punching. It's, it's more thrusting. Yeah, it's, an- it's another thrusting act. Very interesting. You know, you know, there's this thing, you know, you've heard of um, AA, right? Yes, I have. Yeah, right. So there is a, another group. It's called Slaw, Sex Love Addicts Anonymous. Yes. You heard of it? I have. Really? Good. Because I would say for all those people that are venturing off to doing this angry sex, thrusting, punching bag, let me get over my ex and and use somebody, uh, that might be something to look at because that would be a qu- highly that would be a quality of that activity would be a quality of that group of sex addiction addiction. Uh, Love addiction, not or it's, it Love could addiction. be sex addiction. It, it, I don't know how it depends on the frequency and the, the, the meaning of it, but but when you take when you use sex as in a different medium to be able to release anger, that's that's just like a rapist. Although, what you described is two consensual people wanting to rape each other, get their anger on each other. Right? It's too consensual. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying if you want to go underneath it all, that, that that's an issue. It, it, just so you know, this is not something that lasted all the time. This was something that oh, lasted I'm, for a very limited amount of time. Sure, 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 sure. No, I got it. You said you stopped after that and it was an experience for you. Yes. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that would be like. I don't even know. I don't even know. Couldn't even wrap my mind around uh, even being close to something like that. Like, because really, it's like you're giving somebody your your best gift. Like you're gonna give it a gift, and then you're gonna hit them. It's like I'm gonna kiss you, but I'm gonna hit you afterwards. It's just very confusing. <laughs> the way I see it, it's not committed casual sex. Non-committed casual. Okay, I don't. I don't know. That I guess that's something that people could do. That would be a very odd. I. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about it. Yeah. I know people do it. I've heard about it in my office, but me personally, like wrapping my mind around sure. that, it would be. I could think of so many other ways to get my processing of anger or sadness out from from an ex without hurting myself, right? Without putting me in a position of hurting myself. Yeah, because that, it, it did backfire for sure. It's it's risky. Not only that, it's diseases. Like, you know, like that thing, you know? Well, I wore protection. Like that was one thing we both, yeah, it was kind of a weird, but very uh, respectable agreement. Like we're, I remember we're on our bed <laughs> or on my bed and she's like, She's like, I, I'm down to have sex with you. I think you're great. And um, she's like, do you have protection? I'm like, I do. And literally <laughs> after sex, I started crying. Yeah. You know why? I actually feel 
that when you go to another sexual partner to forget about the last one, you actually are doing a disservice. You're actually hurting, put, you're, re, you're re-injuring your wound because you're going to a space that you used to share with somebody else. So it is. it makes it harder on you to grieve and get through things when you're having sex with other women. It might think like, oh, I'll mask it and I'll, I'll use that as a coping skill, but it's actually worse. Because then you're having sex with someone and then still think about the other girl. I mean, that, that, how good could sex be when you're thinking about somebody else? It can't be. Yeah. There's something missing. So how does one overcome that? That's that's the million dollar question is how does one overcome Cel- that? Celibacy. Celibacy. Yeah. That's it's it. a thing. It's a thing. Celibacy is beautiful because you're you're actually actively being working on being available for the right person. So you can't, maybe you're not with the right person yet, but you are preparing yourself by your actions for the right person. And the right person is going to value that you waited. And your, your value to them will actually be increased by when you show up and you say you've been celibate for a while. I hear that all the time. Everyone says, oh, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And then guess what? One week later, yeah, I met this guy. We we met up and we hooked yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know. See, I see. I don't, I don't know those people like you're talking about. I, yeah, I guess they people do that. But you hook up, you you get the same thing over and over again. That's why people are calling in and they're like frustrated with the dating. Okay, change it up. If you want different, you got to do different. Going back to that candy store analogy that you said. Yeah. This is how I see my candy store. I know exactly what I want. Exactly. Okay. I like chocolate. Within the chocolate diagram, there's two things of chocolate that I like. Peanut M&Ms and Kit Kat. So I look at online dating as a candy store. I know exactly what I want. I'm not even looking at the sweet tarts on the right or the jelly beans on the left. I'm going straight for the Kit Kat and peanut M&Ms. That's what I like. And when I'm on the dating profile, I go exactly for what I want. Like, But unfortunately, it just doesn't happen that way because the profiles, the pictures look great. But yeah. as you start to get to know, I'm like, shit, this is not what I signed up for. Or there's not enough peanuts in this sugar-coated shell. So, or chocolate-coated shell, I should say. Yeah. So it's frustrating because I know exactly what I want. I picture her in my mind all the time. But unfortunately, I guess she just doesn't exist. She's just a figment of okay. my imagination. So, yes, maybe you go less with the visuals and you focus more on the content it's so hard. Well, that's that's your work then. That's my work. You 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 you've got to do that work. It is hard, but it's worth it. And when I say we, like I'm not just saying me, I'm saying the online dating community. Like that's what we that's what we get. As soon as we go online, we're seeing pictures of swimsuits and bikinis and selfies at the gym. That's what it's doing. <laughs> it, and it's it's a <laughs> seriously it's, it's silliness. Oh, I know. It is. It's a strange phenomenon. I think that it's um, it does taint the the pool and it taints people's opinion. I mean, of how they date and they feel like it's hard for guys to get off site. I mean, I the girls that I know, I've seen more circumstances when men don't get off the sites and the girls are ready to get off the sites. That's what I see more mm. of on a personal basis. But, I don't know. It's 
It's all types, especially in Orange County, L.A. County, San Diego, Southern California. It's, there's a lot of beautiful people. That's the problem. And also well, that's, that's the beautiful thing about it, too. Yes. So you maybe I suggest is that you start going to Jesus to be your picker. Join groups at your church and um, I don't know, just keep doing things that you love to do. And whoever's supposed to be will be. Yeah. And one day you're going to send a thank you note to that girl that left you. Maybe. That's the goal. Very doubtful. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I don't wish her. I don't wish her the best, but I definitely don't wish her the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Let okay. me ask you. Let me ask you this question though, real quick. If someone came into your office and said, "I went through a horrible breakup." I can't find anyone. I've, I've given myself time, but unfortunately it's not working. Yeah. Okay. If they mentioned, <laughs> if they mentioned online dating, would you recommend it? Yes, I have. I would recommend it for some people. It's a really good fit. I've recommended, uh, some clients that, um, were challenged with just socializing, right. With other people, with just making, same-sex friends, like a, a gal that can meet new girlfriends in a, in a new area. There's, you know, Bumble. You can you can be friends. You can be look up for like to do do things with another activity with another person, not a hookup, but just like get to know somebody. Some people don't have the skill set to meet their people on their own, or they have jobs that don't allow them to. So yeah, I I highly recommend it. It, it is great. You know, I've been a professional wedding planner for thirty years, right? So that's the other business I have. So can I tell you how many people get married? And I ask them, how do they get met? Online, online, online. I mean, I remember in the eight in the in the nineties when it was it's just lunch. That was the, one of the first ones that they they coined it as just having lunch. And then um, there's been a lot of different uh, dating sites. But anyway. I highly recommend it. I'm just, I personally am not that great at it because I don't, I don't think I've got the time to put into it. And I do think you have to put time into it and you have to go for coffees and you have to go out and you have to get dressed up and you have to do these things because it's part of keeping your funnel, right? You've got to keep the funnel going to be able to, it's a numbers game. And I just haven't spent the time doing it. You're making it sound like it's a chore. You're making it sound like it's like. It, I think it is. Getting ready for battle. For quality, for a quality person. If you just want to go out and have kissy face or free food, they're a dime a dozen. So, but if you want quality, you do have to put yourself out there often. And um, it is a, it is something. It's anything that's worth it is worth investing in. There's a guest I had. And um, she told me flat out, she's like, I go out with guys, but I tell them I'm going with no makeup. I'm actually coming right out of the gym. And she had a straight face. She's like, that's exactly what I do. I was like, and has that worked? She's like, unfortunately, no. No. But what you see is what you get. I said, well, I respect that. I respect the hell of that. Most it's of bold. the, the time, yeah, I, well, most of the dates that I've gone on that they have been coffee or I love hiking. Because if I'm going to go and spend time with somebody, I want to get a workout in too. So I hike. So I find out right off the bat if they're athletic, if they have interesting stories and their life is interesting. 
And in the meantime, if the date's not that great, I've still enjoyed my afternoon for a two-hour hike. Okay. That's my kind of hike. That's my kind of date. That's tough. I've gone on hiking dates. I got to say, it sounds a little selfish. I have to respectfully really? say, respectfully, not you, it's, but yeah. just the whole fact of that, because like you said, I'm getting an exercise out of it. That's like yeah. I'm getting a free meal or a free drink. The purpose is to meet and talk to that person. Like, I, and I tried that on a yeah. date and it's, it's freaking hard to get to know someone while you're hiking up a, a freaking hill. I, I, I feel like hiking is just too overrated. Hike when you guys are a couple or hike on your own. But if you're trying to get to know someone, your, your focus is, you know, overcoming that hill, that obstacle, right? And you're panting all the time too. So how's that really help oh, the conversation? Okay, hold on. Let me explain to you. Where Please I do. hike, where I hike is there's not a big incline. Okay. And it's really wide spaces. You never get huffy puffy because no one's running. We're not running. We're not trail running. We're just strolling, right? We're just walking. And then that is allows me to see, are they even athletic? Are, can they even keep up with me? Like, I don't want, I mean, okay, I'm 58, right? Most men that want to date me are in their 60s. And I don't want to go out and hear about their ailing, you know, see, you're not even my story because you're younger. So in my story, I'm hearing about the blah, 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 that's not working and things that happen and the medication. I don't want to hear then don't go hiking. Like then don't go because that, that weeds people out for me. Would you be okay with a guy holding your hand while you hike? No, I don't even know him. Not on the first date. I don't even know. Nobody, why should I hold your hand? I don't even know you. So. I just asked. I just asked. Yeah. No, I feel like I, I do. I do feel like my body is the sanctuary. So I don't, I don't give it over, you know, when people, they, I don't really even hug. I don't hug people when I first meet them, especially at, like I would put out my hand, I'd shake their hand. I don't know them. Hmm. Like, it, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a hugger if I know somebody and I care about them, of course. I'm very, I'm Italian. I mean, I, I, I'm very uh, tactile like that, but if I don't know you, I, I don't, need to do that okay well let me ask you this what number what? date do you actually start to give him a hug i don't even know it's the quality it's not quantity i can't tell you the number until i know the quality of the time i spend with somebody okay so let's just say the first date was about three hours and you had the best time is he worthy I'm, i i i might i might i could i could hug on the first date if the quality of time was exchanged and felt like it was a comfortable thing to do for me, then I would. Got it. Yeah, I asked because number three, the third date, just so you know, is always the date that insinuates sex. This is my <laughs> philosophy. Sex is a result of a healthy, loving relationship. There's got to be a healthy, loving, committed. It's got to be commitment first before sex. I agree. I agree. It's got to be fully committed. So healthy, loving relationship that leads to sex. And ideally, I would love to wait till marriage. That's just me. I've been married twice. I've done it the other way, different ways. And I, I've done it that way and it didn't work out. So I continue to do things differently so I get different. Hmm. That's my philosophy. If it doesn't work, I shift it up and I change. 
I alter what I'm doing to get something different. And if it's not working, I do different. I love that. I really do. Yeah. That's the best advice when you're dating. If it's not working, change. Shift it up. If you want different, you got to do different. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that's in a more positive sense. Yeah. Right. Because I can go both ways. Yes. Anyway. I'm sorry to have, we had some problems, but thank you for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. It was I appreciate a treat. you. It was a pleasure. Thank you.